have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Orbit. What? Then name the system Orbit. Loki religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blast. Working coming up on Aldron. You may fire when ready. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of All Around Explosion, <laughs> the Explosion Network's uh, countdown to The Last Jedi Star Wars podcast. Uh, today, we shall be talking about The Phantom Menace, which you should all have watched if you want to play along or not, or you're just like, I don't want to watch that because it's terrible, or you're like, I already watched it last week, Dylan. Please don't tell me what to do. And after we've talked about The Phantom Menace, we will be breaking down The Last Jedi trailer, the big one that finally dropped uh basically screenshot by screenshot and see what's happening in that but before we <laughs> jump into that the first thing that i want to i just randomly added a new segment to today's episode because kieran and ash here what's up guys hey really excited to be on the number already. one countdown to the last jedi <clears throat> podcast on the internet yeah, well, I hope it is. It might be. I mean, I'm sure there's like millions of Star Wars podcasts, but how many can claim to be the number one in the Oceanas countdown to the Last Jedi podcast? I mean, that must make the market a lot smaller than all Star Wars podcasts, surely. Yeah, we're um, a lot more specific. Yeah, it's pretty specific. I mean, I'm sure there's by now there's like 20 official podcasts. So I'm, it's lucky we didn't go with the official podcast either. Um, before we kicked off the show, Ash was saying... Just, just repeat what you what you said before we kicked off. So, how do you pronounce all the name, the planet that we've used for the name of the show? Because I'm pretty sure during the Phantom Menace, when I was watching it the other night, they, the guy pronounced it Alderaan, but I thought it was Alderaan. That or sounds Alderaan? like a Texan accent. Yeah, Say it with a Texan accent. Alderaan. <laughs> Cowboys. Alderaan. Do you all say it? This, do you all say it the way I say it? Like Alderaan. Alderaan. Yeah, Alderaan sounds pretty normal. Alderaan. Um, Sounds good on the mouth. How do you go with other? There's a because there's a th there's a huge thing in the Star Wars universe and Star Wars fans that get real spitty uh, and crabby about the pronunciation of said things. What about the one that bothers Jedi. me is is Coruscant or like Coruscant? Coruscant. Or? Yeah, I say Coruscant. 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 Well, the number one the go to for me is everyone who argues about like ATST or like at 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 uh, at. at, at. at. Or is it at, at is it eighty eighty or at at? I call it. And that's an like the number one <laughs> Star Wars argued about um, thing, and that people get really angry about. One of my favorite people in the Star Wars creative team universe, whatever you want to call it, is Dave Filoni, who works. Um, he worked on all the Clone Wars animated series, did the Clone Wars movie, and um, does uh, Star Wars Rebels now. And one of the best things I ever watched with him was him talking about like the pronunciation of different things. Like um, he gives a bunch of things like at 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 however we better the Coruscant, all these other things like that. And he pointed out, and I never noticed until he said it, but he purposely makes characters in all the animated shows say them differently at different times. So one character may be like, "That's an at at," and the next person will be like, "It's an at at coming down the field," and he made them do that purposely as like a fuck you to Star Wars fans. Like, it doesn't actually matter. It doesn't matter. Like, you've got 200-page Reddit threads. It doesn't matter. And the, I, I love the dude for doing it because I, I never noticed till he said it and then after watching this interview, every time I watch, like, Clone Wars or something like that, it's like you hear someone be like, at, at, and then the next episode's like, at, at. You're like, I love it. I love it. Because it's just kind of like, the galaxy's so big, why would everyone know how to say it one specific 
But everybody right. knows how to say New York and Paris and the chicken. Earth is so small, though. We're talking about a galaxy with different, like, millions of different languages and all this sort of thing. And everyone's like, why doesn't all these different species and everything say it the same way? Why doesn't everyone just be like, add, add? It's like, it makes sense to me. Why would they all say it the same way? I guess. But there's got to be <laughs> cor- there's got to be a correct way. No, but I think Although, I think though it, that's been disproved with the GIF gifting last in the years, world. So it all makes sense in the world. I bet like it's a difference between like military personnel and common people. Like military people probably say eighty eighty, where you know commoners are probably just like ah, it's it's an ad it's an ad you know. Um, but so, it could be yeah. like Australian slang to stuff, or like how Australians say some words differently just because of like how our accent like slurs it without us even meaning to and stuff like that. Yeah, that could be interesting. And that's one of the things that's never really never really touched on in the Star Wars kind of universe is that spelling. Spelling grammar. and grammar <laughs> and accents really That's what we need. Just, yeah. Star Wars needs to put out a novel about uh some sort of grammar uh, expert. Where <laughs> are what? other Where languages are the Australians? <laughs> Where yeah. are the the where are the Star Wars universes version of a bogan? Where are you at? Show us. Um, I mean, huts basically just yeah. big rich bogans. <laughs> the huts are too. No, I don't think we. Nah. No. Huts, huts are more like like. No offense, America. Um, Ooh. <laughs> shots. 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 All right, talking about huts. Uh, because it's, it's a really bad segue, but Jabba does show up in the Phantom Mass. Let's talk about uh, the first movie to kick off this uh, week by week. So if you don't, if first episode, we'll be watching each movie week by week leading up until uh, The Last Jedi. So it's a, we'll talk about Phantom Mass this week, Tack of Clones next week, so on and so forth. We'll have some Clone Wars episodes mi- mixed in with the next episode. Uh, the week we watch A New Hope, we'll be watching Rogue One. You can find the full list details to double check all this. ExplosionNetwork.com slash... Alderaan Explosion, I think. And it doesn't matter how so. you say it, it's spelt the same, so you can't get it wrong. Alderaan, is, it, is there a still hyphen the or an underscore? Is no, it no. one word? I can't it's, remember. It's, it's still spelt the same, I believe, so we should be fine. Dylan, so I've got a question talk- for you, just before, yeah. you, just before we move on. So I, I found this interesting one. When you're normally, so say not in the... I understand why it is for this podcast watching, and this we're not going to talk for half an hour. I don't want this to be... What is the normal order you would watch the movies if you were watching them in a... Would you watch it in this format? I did this. I did this rewatch before Force Awakens. Yep. And I watched it in this exact format. In this exact order. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, cool. Why? What's your order? Oh, I don't know. You do the whole... I don't know because there's. I I can see the benefits of both camps. You know, either like the the release dates or the actual timeline order. But I think I prefer what the about timeline the order, order. To be honest. Well, pe- people people always go like. The order I see the most is like people cut out episode one and they're like two, uh, no, was it? You go four, five, two, three, six. It's like the big popular, whatever. Oh, I like uh, that. I machete like that cut. The machete cut. Cause they're like, you start on four, you get the five, you get the big reveal that Vader's the father. And then you do like the, the origin story of Vader and then you cut back to six. Okay. Which I'm like, that's cool. But if you're doing a rewatch, you know that he's his father anyway. So it's not like you're watching episode five. You're like, oh, fuck. No, that's, that's if you're like, showing oh. someone the first time. What, if you were to recommend someone who's never watched Star Wars, what order to watch it in? What order would you uh, recommend? One till... I'd start at episode one. 
Because as much as people who like to complain about, well, all right, we're talking about episode one, basically. So as much as everyone likes to talk um, crap on the Phantom Menace and stuff like that, I think you'll find that the majority of people, especially if you sat down, let's say you sit down your kid or your younger brother or something like that. Hey man, check out, uh, check out the new hope. Guaranteed with the man, like you got transformers in cinemas, shit's just blowing up. Like no one, there's stuff going on. They sit down to watch a new hope. They're like, this is kind of boring. Like, I don't get it. Like I've heard so many people tell similar stories. Like I tried to show, tried to sh- show someone Star Wars and I found New Hope boring. Like they, I hate them. I'm like, well, I mean, I get it. Like I don't get it. Like obviously, because I love old Star Wars, but I, I get it. If the if the, the type of movies that people are, are bring brought up now, I feel like at least the prequels are. I mean, they they're more in line with the dumbness of blockbusters today. Like they're just a lot stupider. It's probably easier for people of a younger age to accept those movies as well because sometimes they can't get past the visual effects or like how it looks old, how it just in general mm. looks like it was whereas, you know, the 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 prequel the prequel twi- it's got a trilogy got a fuck ton of special effects and shit. They've got special like, effects. Mm. They've got it looks more like a movie you could watch now. So, well, yeah, exactly. Yes no. I think actually now that I'm thinking about it, I think I haven't really thought about it since episode seven come out, but I, I could see myself just suggesting people start at episode seven, to be honest. I feel like you can jump in at seven. Yeah, I think it's a good entry point. And then if you if you like that and you want to know... You go who, back. If you want to know who this Luke Skywalker dude Leia. is, if you want to know who these characters are, go back. Yeah. Understand. Yeah. That's actually, I like yeah. that. I, I feel, like that idea. Yeah. I feel like or saying, Rogue One. like, here, Would, would you recommend starting at Rogue One? I think Rogue One's a bit different. I would not recommend I wouldn't starting start at Rogue, Rogue One. One. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 like way way darker. You won't you, by the time you get to the end of that movie, you don't fully grasp the significance of what you've just watched, unless you know what like what what yeah. those plans lead to, like what happens in New Hope, everything like that. So I feel like a lot of the emotional kick of that movie is missed on people who don't like. If that's your first Star Wars movie, maybe you can enjoy it. I feel like you're not. It's not going to hook you. You're going to miss a lot of the. The stuff in it and stuff like that but no i think my answer would be seven if someone's like dylan what star wars movie should i start at i want to get into it i'd be like just start at episode seven starting at rogue one would be like suggesting an anime to somebody and then telling them to go watch the fillers first like watch the fillers and then you know okay. you don't you don't do that yeah well it's a spin-off it's a it's it, a enhances, extended story. it enhances what you already know yeah, would you exactly watch a- rogue one in the order if it was for your first time i like the order that we have it here on the show. I like watching it concurrent with back to um, back with with no, New Hope. Yeah. I find that really, and I haven't done that yet. And it's something I've always wanted to do is watch. Oh, it's um, so good. Watch then it back to back because I think I when, yeah. even when I left the the cinemas the first time I watched it, um, it was I it was probably one of my favorite things about it was how well it linked back with New Hope. So yeah, well, couple of weeks time, it's so, it happen. is it is like it's so great. Like by the time Rogue One ends, you're like fuck, man. I just want to. I just want to put on episode four straight away, and you really want to because there's literally like two minutes between those movies, and it's just like the the best transition. Um, and like the the it's so weird though because I feel like the 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 time gap like you can tell obviously episode four is like an older movie, but it doesn't bother you at all. Your brain's just like doesn't it? It doesn't bother you because I think doesn't. I've seen people trying to explain it. Not to take this topic too long. Seeing people trying to explain it because my biggest my only problem with the ending of Rogue One was you just saw Darth Vader do this totally badass crap like at the end like destroying everybody and then at the start of new hope 
he seems to be a lot more rigid, but that was just because of how it was back it then. It was. Um, no, like, they tried to explain it, like, because everyone for years would be like, why is... When you, when you compare Vader at the start of New Hope to Vader in the rest of the original trilogy, everyone's like, why is he so pissed off at the start of New Hope? Like, why is he marching around like he just force chokes this dude? He's just yelling at everyone. He's like, where are the fucking plans, you fucking bitch? Like, <laughs> he's just, like, yelling at everyone. And after you watch... After you watch Rogue One, it makes sense because because you got this stupid princess who just like walks up to him and she's like, "I'm on a diplomatic immu- uh, mission here. I don't know what you're on about, Mister Vader, sir." And he's like, "I just fucking saw you <laughs> take off directly in front of me. You're a fucking liar. Okay, just kill this. Like, yeah. So just like you can, he's pissed, and that's like one of the more pissed off Vader scenes you'll see. Um, not Anakin like Vader scenes, but like Vader in suit." particularly pissed off because he just saw this girl run off can't find these damn plans now she's just lying directly to his face like I have no idea what you're running about (laughs) I have a bad feeling about this I don't sense anything it's not about the mission master it's something elsewhere elusive when was the first time you watched The Phantom Menace and is it anyone here's first Star Wars movie it's the first Star Wars movie I can remember watching like it's like I I think I have a feeling that I watched the the original trilogy at some point when I was much younger, but no, I, the, like Phantom Menace is probably the first one where I was of a of a mature enough mind to understand what the hell was going on, um, and and I think so. Where it came out, what like two So I would have been like five. Yeah, I'd been five when this came out. Um, so, yeah, I can remember the, the other ones, but I can't... Re- like, I actually took in Phantom Menace probably a lot better than on the other ones. How about you, Ash? I was 1999. <laughs> I was 11 yeah, was at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it in cinemas. I remember... The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was weird remembering it because we drove all the way into the city to see it at the Maya Center at the time which is like in the city. I don't know why we went all the way there to go see that, but we went with was a someone of in your family. Like yeah, a, with my friends your... and a couple of my friends and a couple of family, my family and a couple of friends. That's what I'm trying to say. So yeah. yeah. Were they already and big then, Star Wars fans beforehand? No, before? not really. No. Yeah, okay. Just, interesting. No, I, I think I'd only like rented the DVD, the video tapes, like maybe a month or two before the actual real movie came out. So I wasn't like a massive Star Wars fan or anything. Do you remember? Yes. Well, actually, I'll just say mine before we cover it. Um, I before watching Phantom Menace, I'd seen, um, I'd watched the original trilogy umpteen amount of times. I'm pretty sure my dad just put them on when I was little as like background noise, like to entertain a young kid. I don't like I I've watched those movies so many times. Probably didn't understand what was happening in a lot of them, but like they were kind of like just here, Always child, there. sit down. Sit down and watch the Look magic the lightsaber colors. dudes fight each other. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> watch, those this, watch this creature my... get yeah lightsaber in half. Watch this guy get his arm chopped off. It's fine. Well, no episode six because we if you listen to uh, Pleasure Explosion where we did like top movies, I talk about Return of the Jedi being my favorite because I have such like fond memories from it as a kid, and it's probably because like that movie just like Luke's finally the hero and it's like the most action in and it's like. That he walks so cool when you're a kid. Like I was like, oh, they're like so cool. Like I want them to be my my bestest pals. Look at them, they're cute little teddy bears. I want to hug them. Um, and when you're a little kid, that's great. But episode uh, Empire as a kid, no, 
That was boring. It was boring. No, it's scared. I got scared. It scared scared the living crap out of me. Interesting. Yeah. It is the movie just where everything goes to crap. (laughs) Yeah. It was very dark. I remember also being scared in episode four when they show the skeletons of like the burnt family. When Luke goes back, you got the skeleton just sitting there like smoldering. As a kid, I remember being like, I don't know if you can pretend, like, feel like gagging as a kid, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I was like close. Like that was like maybe it was like <laughs> my first horror movie was A New Hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, so, Phantom Menace. I got dragged out of class early. My dad said we had to uh, gave the note to the teacher that I had to. I don't know, important family meeting or something like that. I think was the lie, and uh, got lied to take taken out of class early at like three o'clock in the afternoon, went and had tea early and then lined up to go watch the, the first showing of Phantom Menace. And I remember the, the lineup being the longest I've ever seen before they, um, before they renovated the cinema here and made it into like a bigger complex and stuff like that. This was still when it was like the ticket booth was like on the outside, like old school, like really old cinema, like kind of set up like that. Like American and this movie line stuff. was like all the way down the block, like around the corner. I remember just like, the first time, I, this would be one of my early experiences of being like in a line, just like, I fucking hate lines. And I, we're, we're about to go to PAX in a couple of weeks. Or actually, we're at PAX by the time you're listening to this show. Sorry, we're recording this one early because we're going to PAX. Um, and it's like, I'm just like, fucking hate lines. And so <laughs> it's like, I think that was probably my earliest memory. But yeah. And I mean, I, um, the first time I watched Fan Menace, I remember loving it. Like as a kid, I, 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 I had no idea what was going on for half of it. Like admittedly, because and rewatching it again, I'm like, I really don't know how George Lucas... George Lucas was like, this is a kid's movie. And he always thought Star Wars were kid's movies. And I get it. Jar Jar's obviously for kids. He treads and poo. There's like heaps of corny-ass humor. I'm like, you can totally tell he was like, this is funny for kids. But when you watch the opening... Like, when you read it, it's like, the Trade Federation is blocking the thing for the tax and the Jedi are being sent in for negotiations. And then later on, they're like talking so much politics and stuff. As yeah. a kid, I was like... I have no fucking clue what's going on. I don't know what taxation, I don't know what blockade routes are. I have no idea what they're on about. There's an evil red dude with horns and that, that's cool. That's all But that like is. the rest of it, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, what did you, did you all like it when you was younger? Yeah, of course. It's pretty lights and they're guys fighting with lightsabers and ships and stuff and droids. Yeah. And it's cool sounds. I remember music. buying like the, I had the novelization of the movie. I did too. Yeah. I did yeah. too. Crazy my kids. brother ripped it up. Oh no! Wow. wow. Yeah, my um, he 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 chucked a um. The family Emily was gone. He chucked the like mum brought it for me, but he didn't get anything, so he like jumped on my bed and ripped it up on me. Really? I oh, cried. I cried a lot. Crying. This is a true story. <laughs> if you ever like, how's Dylan? How's Dylan? How he is now? Guess what? I rebought it years later. I was like, I remember. When I, had this <laughs> I had a first edition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got all like the pictures in the middle from like the the movie. Yeah. It's got like, mm. photographs yeah. and stuff. Colored pictures. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I remember laying on my bed. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon on like a sad day. And just like flicking through it and thinking it was the coolest thing ever. Like looking at the pictures, being like, yeah, fucking uh, look, Duff Mole, look, uh, yeah. Great as a kid, though. How about you, Karen? Yeah, did you like, yeah did you I like did it like it. I think, you know what? I think if I use, if I took the scenes I can rem- I really took in as a kid, I bet it would be like a 45 minute movie because it was like anytime there was cool lightsabers or the pod race or. Like anything cool, anything where they talked a lot, I think I zoned out because that was kind yep. of the kid I was. But it was, I still enjoyed it. I can still remember enjoying that movie. So, 
the 15, 20 minutes on Coruscant where all they're doing is talking. And there's like the scene where they're like having the actual Galactic Senate. They're like talking about like voting in new people and all this sort of stuff. It's like, when you're like a kid, you're like, what the fuck is going on? It always makes me laugh. Go back to like the the sand planet. It always makes me laugh because there's the, um, there's like the Simpsons parody of the release. And in the Simpsons version, there's like, two hours where they're in the Senate talking about different things and they're just like, do they really need this kind of political in the movie? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, it's so weird though, because as, as my like Star Wars fandom grown over, over period. And like, as I got older, the, the political side of Star Wars is like now one of my favorite things. And one of my biggest complaints, um, after watching the force awakens was I was so annoyed. I didn't understand how the government worked or the, the world worked because it's like by the time you get to episode six, one of the things I was legit top five things I was most excited for in Force Awakens was I want to know how the world works now. Because you leave episode six and you're like, there was an emperor and he was basically in charge of everyone and everyone did everything he said and there was basically just people like ruling over the galaxy. And then we're coming into episode seven. It's like 30 years later. I'm like, how does the world work now? Like, is there like, did they have like a new emperor? Like, is there different like people in charge of different planets? Like, how does it all work? And then you watch The Force Awakens and they show like one shot of the political capital at one point and it gets blown the fuck up. And you're like, Leia's like, we're the resistance, but we don't have full support from the government. I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. Why? That was one was of like, the things when I, I went into that movie. I always remember thinking, how is the First Order a thing? How is this a yeah. thing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can tell you now because they explain it all in... <laughs> they fucking, it all in the books. <laughs> they explained it on fucking like spin-off books and stuff like that, which is like one of the main reasons. To, one of the reasons, as soon as they started putting out books, I'm like, tell me what the fuck? How does the first order even happen? Like, tell me like how how legally this the they they sit back and watch these these people happen. Well, you are but, the um, niche part of the fan base that wants to know about all the politics. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's other people like me. Like, yeah. even Kieran was just saying then, like, yeah. how does the first order happen? Like, that's political. That's like you're like, how does how does the, that's how how does the world work? How does how does this I'm organization as, rise up? I'm not as heavily invested in around it. the sun because of gravity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as heavily invested in it as Dylan is, but I do remember, no. I do remember like when even when the trailers for Force Awakens came out, and I was like, wait, are they like they they're not the Empire, but they kind of are the Empire? Like, what? <laughs> how? It's really what? confusing. Yeah. And yeah, so you, it's yeah. Uh, just as a kid, it's like you're watching the fan. Even the start of Phantom Menace, you watch re, every time I watch it. I'm like, this movie doesn't make any sense for the first 15, 20 minutes as a kid, because it's these two Jedi come in, but you don't know they're Jedi just yet. And as a kid, I probably didn't realize that Ewan McGregor's character was the weird old dude who died in the one I'd already seen before. Like I wasn't clicking on to, to this. Mm-hmm. And they just sit in a room and they're talking about negotiations. And then there's weird aliens like talking to holograms about trade delegations. And they talk to <laughs> some weird art queen who's wearing weird outfits. You're like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And then they finally fly down to the planet and they knock into Jar Jar and he starts making funny jokes. And as a kid, you're probably just like, I'm kind of enjoying this movie now. Like, look at this weird alien telling weird, who's a hauser? Moi, moi. Let's talk about Jar Jar. God damn Jar Jar. We watched the movie the other day. We all did. Yep. Now, has everyone? Is this how? When was the last time you've watched this movie? Like prior to this, I re-watch? think it's been early two thousands. Yeah. A good ten years since I fully sat down and watched the full movie. I can remember. There's always been like it'll be on like free to air TV every now and then randomly, and I'll think I'll sit there and watch like half an hour, twenty minutes. minutes every now and then. 
Um, but this was the first time I sat down with the intention of just watching the movie. Um, yep. In the and last like ten with years, with all the all the internet hate machine that is for the prequels, especially for Jar Jar. How was it having not watched it so long when it, you finally bump when it when oh, when Qui Gon finally bumps into Jar Jar and there he is. Well, as I said, the I think I mentioned to you guys the other day. Literally, as he got up and started talking, stuff, for some reason, I subconsciously just felt the urge to say "moi moi," and <laughs> I said it at the exact same time as he did in the movie, and I'm like, oh, "That's the problem. That's the problem." Like, I still was not a fan. <laughs> I was still not a fan of that character, but he wasn't. He wasn't quite as trash as I remembered. I do, and I think that is the the zeitgeist of the internet is that you. There are certain subjects that are mass-hated, like Jar Jar Binks, and then when you do go and sit down and re-watch it and actually look at it again, it, you, you, you understand that it is blown quite out of proportion. Um, yeah, buddy Jar Jar. <laughs> How about you, Ash? Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that it's the worst thing ever, but yeah, it's just not. Yeah, it's just awkward and... Not good. Do yeah. you think? It, do you think it was ever possible for this character to, to like? Could you fix some of his lines and stuff like that and make him like, like acceptable? Like, like, oh yeah, he's here for the kids, but like, he's not quite as annoying. I think if he was a bumbling buffoon, but without that accent or like speak somewhat normally, I think it wouldn't be as offensive as some people find it. If he didn't have yeah. the catchphrases, and I think if 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 you kind of you did. <sighs> There's being dumb, and then there's being Jar Jar. There's like two levels of just absolute, just, just like, what? Yeah, there's, like, I don't mind his whole speech and, like, whatever and stuff like that, because that's how the whole Gungans speak. Like, when you go visit his planet, or planet, his city, um, they all, I mean, they all speak ridiculous. You got the big boss, like, <laughs> doing that whole shit. It's like, all of this mm. is fucking ridiculous. It's just kind of like, it goes too far when he's like, uh, when he's like, of course he drops the thing, like he numbs himself in the, the speedo and... Like three seconds like, after he's told not to. Yeah, after he's told not to do it. And he like treads and poo and then like tries to flick it off and he like goes to eat the food randomly on the street and then has to get into the fight. Like, it's like stuff like that where it's like, just just get rid of those. Like, But did, I did he do it all on purpose? I Oh, oh my, my God, God, don't, don't go start to that, that theory. I, I don't want to listen like to that. That's one of my most hated... Fucking stupid internet theories ever. I understand. Well, if he like, didn't get, if he didn't pick up the food, they wouldn't have run into Anakin again. <laughs> like this, I can tell that the street meat <laughs> thing was like a way to involve um, Anakin and the the rival. I cannot remember his name. Freaking off the top of my head. It's whatever. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, some bar, some some bowl, Yeah, um, something like that. Some uh, Sabalba. Sabalba. Thank you, Sabalba. But it could have been done in a better way because it's like what. Do you not have any concept of like purchasing food in like where you come from? Is that not a thing? Yeah. Like, because you go to Gungan City, and people are walking around like it's a like it's an actual city. Yeah, it's and civilized. And this dude comes up and he's like, yeah, it looks civilized. There's people grinding guards and stuff like that. He just comes up to a different city. He's like, well, it's not my city, so I like I just <laughs> bite that. It's like doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, any sense at all. I think if it didn't that have those ridiculous. bits, Jar Jar wouldn't be quite as terrible. Mm. Yeah. Do you think? All right. So everyone's most hated thing for 
all the prequels, but especially episode one, because episode one does have the most Jar Jar and like it's toned down for the rest of the movies because everyone hated on him so much that George kind of just cut a bunch of stuff with him in episode two and, and, and episode three, he's basically non-existent. Um, is there anything else that like stands out like, like a particularly bad thing? Like, especially if it's something you think's worse than Jar Jar for the prequels. There was a lot of, um, there was a lot of CGI that I cannot remember seeing. Like, I think. Oh my God. As a, as a, as a. Wait, like, pause for a second. Did you watch this on your 4K TV? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Note on this, I would literally point this out. My, I spoke to my dad today and I was like, so I really watched Phantom Menace today. He's like, oh yeah. And I'm like. I remember I watched it two years ago on like a normal HD TV and it was like, it was the Phantom Menace. It was what it was. I was like, but I rewatched it on my 4K TV and I swear the upscaling made the special effects look way, way, way worse than yep. I ever remember. Yep. And I think watching <laughs> yeah. it as a, as a mature viewer that's actually watching it more, not entirely for pleasure, like it was fun to watch, but, you know, to be a bit more analytical. There was a lot more in that than I remembered. Like, I, there was a lot I cringed about in, like, the pod racing scene. The whole, like, random flicks to Jabba the Hutt playing with those goddamn little creatures. Um, yep. Like, there was so much. And I'm like, is this has this been like this the entire time? Because I, rem- yeah. it, I always remember it stands out for me um, in, like, the recut of episode six where they add a bunch of CGI in it for... No reason in like t- George loves CGI. You love CGI, but I could not remember it being this bad in this movie than it. Yeah, than it no, was. it was always this bad. Oh, in fact, they fixed. They actually the- fixed some stuff with CGI. Oh, really? They fixed think- fucking Yoda. I think the worst is the uh, when they they bring out the droids and that those carrier things. Like even the grass yep. looks fake. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that whole field, yeah, it's like the that whole battle scene there at that towards the end or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, what? I've played video games five years ago that look better <laughs> than this. <laughs> like, I swear, it's it's just the, everything stands out, especially from the background, like especially like the droids and stuff like that, and J- Jar Jar especially. Like the first time Qui Gon bumps into him and he's just like standing there talking to him. I'm like, I was so out of immersion like watching it i'm like this does not look real at all like it's not even close and it, it's not like i'm like spoiled i'm not like oh i've watched avatar like all these movies these days that use like uh motion capture suits and stuff like that like snoke's a motion capture character and stuff like that and the new ones and stuff like that but it's just like it, it doesn't at all even look like it was attempted it just stands out so ridiculously it is really bad. But this was 1999. Uh, yeah. CJ was basically just discovered. And George was like... Going a, nuts. A kid who had just discovered a, a, a new a new toy or something. And he was just going completely crazy. And it's, it is one of the sadder things about these the, the movies, I think, because especially when you know how the originals were made with so many models and like all this sort of stuff, like cool stuff and they and that's the reason they stand out look so great and movies like jurassic park which were um one of the first movies to use special effects back in the day like the basically jurassic park was made because um i was like we can't do this movie like there's no way to make this possible um because spielberg was like we had enough trouble trying to make jaws work like we couldn't make jaws work like we're not going to be able to shoot dinosaurs and eventually one day come one day someone comes to him he's like well we've got this company ilm 
take a look at this, shows him like proper dinosaurs. He's like, okay, the game's changed. But Jurassic Park still looks great to this day because they used a combination of the special effects plus um, like models yeah. and Robotech yeah. stuff and all that sort of stuff. And they just combined it. So the movie still looks great to this day, I think. But Phantom Menace was just so much just CGI of like nothing backing it up. It's like the backgrounds are fake. The, the Half the characters in your scene are fake. It's... It's one actor standing in a green room talking to a fake creature who have fake stuff happening around him and everything around him is fake and it just looks really bad. Mm. Like, it doesn't... There's no way around it. It looks bad. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff... And it, you can really pick the scenes that aren't too. I remember when they escaped Gungan City and they first, like, pop out out of the water in the river there on the boat and as soon as they get out, I'm like, oh, that's real. Like, that, <laughs> that was shot on a real canal. Like, that's a... Yeah, that's a real that's shot. A real thing. Getting out there, and you can tell so fast, like what the difference is and stuff like that. It would have been too expensive to do the water effect. <laughs> oh yeah, water <laughs> yeah. Too much work. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are some of your? Let's go into positives then. What are some things that you watched uh, watching this movie that that you did enjoy? Having not watched it for ten years, I enjoyed the pod racing. I didn't mind that scene. Uh, yeah. It was fun. I mean, it's crazy that he somehow miraculously won with all those problems, but <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed the pod racing scene, and of course the Jedi Sith battle at the end was awesome. And yep, yeah, that that's all good. You got, I you enjoy got two scenes. <laughs> I enjoy seeing the Emperor's rise. I think that's probably the best thing to come out of the original, tri- the prequel trilogy. Like Question: Seeing I, his I, looking back at it now, is it supposed to be obvious that? Um, Palpatine that he's the emperor that is the emperor is it supposed to be obvious Star Wars fans knew because it's like he's I mean Emperor Palpatine this guy's name's Sheev Palpatine yeah 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 but (laughs) if you were watching the first like episode one first before anything else you probably no yeah I suppose if you're watching if you're like what if this was your first movie then no it does play out like that guy's a good guy, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's the good guy who's like whisp- literally whispering in Queen Amidala's shoulder at some stage, like, they're evil. Like, why don't we vote them out? They'll vote in someone better. Oh, do, do, do. And then like <laughs> leans back. Like, That's the devil on your shoulder, lady. Yeah. How about you, Kieran? Was there. For me, what I particular... really loved, and uh, I actually sat down watching it the first thing, and I got really jealous, kind of, and it was weird. Got really jealous of the people that got to appreciate um, episodes four, five, six, or fully understand those movies prior to watching this. Because how cool would it have been to like when you're sitting in the cinema and it clicked instantly for you when you're watching the movie of wait, that's Obi Wan Kenobi. Like I've I know that character. Like that's awesome to see him as a kid, like, as a younger. Yeah, well, that's why they do that. They do that really cool shot. Like they they have him come in, hoods up, and then the cameras from behind them, and they. Turn, they take down their hoods, turn around, and then Qui-Gon says, like, something, blah, 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 Obi-Wan, and then Obi-Wan's, then Obi-Wan starts speaking, and yep. it's, like, this close-up spin shot. It's like, ah! Yeah, yeah, like, imagine, like, that. I got really jealous of that because it was a thought I had in my head that I've never had before. Like, wow, that 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 would be awesome to have lived that moment. But for me, it's... Um, Qui-Gon Jinn is such a fascinating character, not just from watching this movie, but because... I now understand that character a lot more. I've read bits and pieces about him. Um, 
that kind of explains why he acts out so much against the council and why he... He's the hippie Jedi. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of... And so, for me, my favourite part of that movie is the relationship between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan because I think Qui-Gon's teachings and that character itself gives a lot of understanding to how Obi-Wan operates for the rest of the um, for the rest of the franchise so I really enjoy that um, and that last fight scene is it's intense um, it is with like the- I think that the thing about Qui-Gon everyone likes start especially with the last Jedi coming everyone likes to say like stuff about gray Jedi and like the the in-between between the dark like Jedi Sith and blah 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 everyone starts talking about gray Jedi which were they haven't had in, like, canon universe, but it was from the old legacy stuff and stuff like that. But, I mean, Qui-Gon really is as close as a character as you can have in the Jedi Council to being a great Jedi. Because he, he fucks around with the Jedi Council so much. Like, he's... And he's nowhere close to, to Darkseid, but he's definitely not fully committed to Jedi. <laughs> and I I laughed out loud. Like, my favourite... <laughs> my favourite line rewatching it the other day was um, when they come out of the tower after just talking about Anakin and stuff like that. And... And Obi-Wan's basically just like, can't you just do what the Jedi Council want? Yeah, like, just once. <laughs> just once, let them, let them have once. their way. Just once. Because that's And that's the most amazing thing, is that that kind of shows the respect and reputation that Qui-Gon has within that, um, within that group. Because it's not even like he just, like, plays along and says, yeah, I'll follow what you say. And then he legit just says to him, okay, I'm not going to, I'm just going to go trade him myself. So I was... Like, I don't care what you say, really. I'm just going to go do it, so peace. And you're like, what? How does... And that's the thing. Like, when there is lines, like, you know, if you did follow the rules a bit more, you'd be on that council. Council, Um, yeah. So that character makes me a little sad that he died and understand that his death moves the movie on in a uh, positive way. But that character was really interesting and... um, Liam Neeson's a boss, so well. He Kieran. comes back. He comes back for a little bit of Clone Wars. With with Disney owning Star Wars, I'm sure we're going to get a Qui Gon Jinn movie before you know. I it. really that would be awesome. I'd appreciate that. They could still do it. Um, they will do it. It's only a matter of time. I <laughs> <laughs> will get the Obi Wan movie before that happens. Qui Gon's yeah, Qui Gon's really interesting. They had um, so one of the latest Star Wars books they put out was um. From a certain point of view, which is a bunch of short stories set throughout A New Hope, but basically, uh, just from literally the opposite, a different character's perspective around as the movie progresses, and one of the short stories is basically when Luke leaves Obi Wan to go back to the farm, and we follow him there, but it stays with Obi Wan, and Obi Wan speaks to uh, Qui Gon. Like I've heard about this. Okay, yep. Yeah, and I won't like spoil it all in case like people want to read it or listeners and stuff like that. Um, but it's it's an interesting it's an interesting little short story because it's it's it just plays out, and one of the cool parts of it is Obi Wan is just being referred to as Padawan again, and it says like oh we've we've reverted back to old titles because like I, as far as I'm concerned I've still got so much to learn from him. Yeah, like he's still the master, I'm still the the Padawan, and mm. it it's it's just really cool thing. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon is, yes, it's probably on like my top five list of, I'd love a, another like Padawan movie, but it's just like, you can't do it because like, Ewan McGregor's too old now. Although you could have Liam Neeson still play Qui-Gon, you couldn't have Ewan McGregor no, play no. Obi-Wan still. It just wouldn't work, annoyingly. Uh, 
Yeah, I think I've seen Disney do in oh, all the Avenger movies. Don't. I do not want to watch a full <laughs> movie of that. No way. Yeah, I, I don't want a full movie of that. I can take it for like five minutes or whatever, ten minutes. I couldn't take a whole movie of it. Um, yeah, I think my... I, I don't hate Phantom Menace. It's not my least favourite prequel. I don't think it's a terrible movie. I think it's one of the... It's, it's obviously one of the worst Star Wars movies. It's like... Like, thinking of a number off the top of my head to make it easier for people to understand. Six. Five point five. Six. Like, it's, it's got so many problems, but, like, the high highs are so enjoyable for me. Yeah. And the low lows are just really shit. But the high highs, when I'm really enjoying it, I'm really, really enjoying it. Like, Jewels of the Fate, the, the fight scene at the end, obviously, is, like, probably one of my... It's probably my favourite fight in all of I agree. The, I agree. It's, in all of the movies? Yeah. Or... Yeah, it's probably yeah, my favourite no, fight in all of the movies. Just yeah. because yeah. of the... It's not just because of the choreography of the fight or anything. It is the the, the music against that fight. The music, everything, the motion, yeah. just, like... It's it's really great. Stop. And all the stuff with Obi-Wan um, and Qui-Gon's relationship, all the stuff with just Qui-Gon... Basically, you take out a, 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 the politics stuff for what we get. I do enjoy, especially rewatching it now when I have like a high interest level in it. It's basically just all the filler. There's a lot of like technical filmmaking problems, like the fact the movie's really, really rushed for like the first hour. Like they just jump from point point to point to point to point. It's like they're talking to characters. We're gonna get on a boat. Next second, they just fly through. Then they're in a city. They they, they kind of just at some points it just seems to move really, really fast, and then at some points it just like goes really really slow and then when they need them to get to a different like move the plot along it's suddenly just like we're moving really fast guys we're like just going along going along in that in that thought Um, like did they spend too much time on Tatooine? do you think think so yeah i got that feeling when i was watching it was maybe they could have not had a scene or two on Tatooine that was yeah the the build up the 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 build up just come with Qui-Gon when they all went to take the hyperdrive thing yeah Yeah, he didn't have to save time at all. Yeah, that didn't make any sense at all. It's literally just like, that is Paul writing to set up the, just so he can bump into um, Darth Maul solely. Yeah. And of course, that's uh, another thing po- pointed about this movie is Darth Maul. Like, and even though, and this is another one of these these things, like I have, as we talk about for the next couple of weeks, the prequel movies, I, I enjoy these movies a lot more now with uh, material that's being released after them that helps me enjoy them more. Like, the watching Darth Maul in this, when you watched it back in the day, it was like, oh, he's a cool looking character, but he wasn't interesting. Like you, you know, no. fuck all about him. It's like who is this? This is like four Where'd lines. He come baby. from? He has like four lines. It's like who gives a fuck? But now that I've watched this and I know his entire story that happens after this, spoilers, he comes back to life. Um, it just makes him more interesting, and I know how he got to where he was, like how he ended up as the apprentice. Like what planet he grew up on, his his lifestyle. Is that all canon? It's, it's all canon, yeah. And it's like it's just like these <laughs> little details. And this is one of my things about the prequels. And we'll, yeah, it's just it's like, I think that's like a description of Star Wars in general. Though it's like a lot of the stuff in Star Wars. It's like the more you put in, the more you'll get out mm. for a lot of it. And that's how it's always been. I think even in the originals, like if you count legacy novels and stuff like that. I'm gonna have a gushing moment for a second, but. In that like five, couple minute period just then, you a made me so excited that we're doing this series, but b you made me like super like I don't know it's it's really good to have somebody that is so interested in so um, 
so involved in this scene because now I'm like, crap. Now I want to. What, what, Dylan? What, what books are these Darth Maul stories in? Like, <laughs> Dylan, <laughs> wait, I know, I know, I have to go watch like Rebels or something to see Darth Maul, but like, Dylan, what? <laughs> it's just, I'm excited. Let's do this. Um, if I, if people <laughs> listening to this get hype, more hype for Star Wars by listening to my um, my hypeness for it, then that's a good thing. I think. <laughs> I've got a couple um, of stray observations. Could I just yep. throw these out? I was about to say, before, before we wrap up, any notes she's had on The Phantom yes. Menace or stuff. First, I was very surprised by the height difference between Natalie Portman and Liam Neeson when they're walking together on Tatooine. That was odd. <laughs> I was surprised. That's a random note. Yep. Yeah. So I looked it up. <laughs> Liam Neeson's 1.9 metres tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Natalie Portman, 1.6 uh. metres. I don't know what that is in feet. I'm sorry, American <laughs> listeners. Very. Just a fun fact. Second, is that it? Is that, okay. Second, immaculate cons- conception. That's just dumb. It is. Can we agree? Yep. I agree. I agree. And I was thinking, what if his mother was lying and that the f- there is a father and maybe that's linked to what's going on now? Nah, man, the midichlorians did it. <laughs> <laughs> the midichlorians did it? They did it. The, the, they did it, apparently. That's what the line in the movie says. And it's like, oh. Maybe she didn't know better. <laughs> Maybe she got drunk one night and no, that's what Harvey that's Weinstein what came around. That's what Qui Gon says. I think that's I his know. explanation for how it happened. Okay, and my last point. Apparently, Queen Amidala was elected to be in that position. Yes. Why was she elected? Yes. Like she looks like sixteen. Why are these people on this planet electing her to be queen? <laughs> Is there any reason um, given? Any backstory, no. Dylan? No, not not that I know of. No, um, no. They just she was, maybe she was the only one that put a hand up. <laughs> it was like a it was like a prom queen thing. She yeah, just hand maybe. out a lot of cookies. Yeah, whatever works. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> okay, Karen, do you have my, any uh, my quick last and thoughts? probably less? You know, less do. I do this every time I watch this movie and go, wait, that's fucking Kira Knightley in this movie. And I think I yeah. forget every time I go to watch it. Every time I go to watch it, I'm like, I know that face. I know that. Wait. Ah, ah, I get it now. Like, right. Okay. Mm. Um, it is actually a cool cool twist. Yeah. It was an interesting thing. It, yeah. Oh, shit. Padme's really the queen. And, and that's, yeah. I think now that I listen to the dialogue more... It's funny the little things that like, like the little interactions of her and Qui Gon in Tatooine are hilarious. Yeah, Qui Gon's like the Queen trusts me. Why can't you? And she's like, maybe she doesn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just it's well, yeah, maybe she doesn't, man. Like maybe, yeah. maybe she doesn't. Yeah, why why are you being so presumptuous over there, Qui Gon? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trust uh, in the Force. Yeah. Also, Jake Lloyd is not good. No, he's no, not. he's not. He's, really he's not. not. No. How a in the? Are you an angel? Yeah. Oh my oh god. god. B that relationship. <laughs> that relationship yes. between those two. Uh, that is the it's worst so part. So unbelievable. It's like one of the worst parts of knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. It's just. It is ridiculous. It's like what? Who is this woman that you know? She knew the. Oh, okay, whatever. But in the scenes where he flies up to space and single-handedly destroys that goddamn. Trade Federation shit. Yeah. On autopilot. On, oh, oh, it frustrates <laughs> the crap out of me. Because, A, 
let's give it. Let's give him some credit. I bet R two D two did ninety five percent of the work in that in that fight. Guaranteed. Yep. Don't even need him. But B, how like he was like parked on that ship for five minutes. Like how was he not killed? Like there was a good like long pause of him just being like, yeah, I'm in the middle of all these droids. Also, it. how much of a dick is the handmaiden who makes the queen wash R2 after yeah. he saves the ship? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm in control. Watch that droid. <laughs> Take any shot you can get, you know? Like, <laughs> And also, Anakin Skywalker, learn the difference between pod racing and flying in a spaceship. That was not <laughs> pod racing. <laughs> no, I believe he said, now this is pod racing. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's flying a ship. <laughs> I said it out loud while watching it alone. I was like, no, it's not. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Phantom Menace. What would, since I gave it my rough rating to help everyone else understand, go for it. Shoot some numbers at me. Five. I mean, nice and give it six. Five. No, that's pretty good. Five. I said like 5.56 and a six, so that's bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, tweet at. Us when we give our Twitters at the end of the show, or just tweet our explosion pod and be like, "Y'all dumb, you don't know Star Wars. That movie's a one out of ten. <laughs> if you reckon the Phantom Menace is a one out of ten, you haven't actually watched a bad movie, like like a proper bad you movie. The room? No, you have not. Yeah, <laughs> that's a proper bad movie. Oh, I mark. So bad it's funny. So bad it's funny, but it's bad. It's like bad. we're not starting a room talk. Let's not. <laughs> I saw raw, untamed. Let's jump into a Last Jedi breakdown of the the trailer here. So, if you want to play along at home, I will. I've got. We're all going to have the trailer up. You can. I will give you the time code. I'm watching the official Last Jedi trailer that's on the Star Wars YouTube channel. So, if you want to look at the exact picture that we're looking at while we're talking about it, I will just tell you the exact second mark where I stop, and we're probably going to stop at zero point zero one straight away. So you can just. Fucking jump to that second. All right. So, and, and before you go, Dylan, how much really could you have to talk about oh, in each go. shot? He has so much he to talk so about. He has so much, like, strap yourselves in. Strap in. <laughs> Dylan told me that we might only go half an hour on this podcast, and I knew he was also, lying, so... <laughs> what are the odds that Anakin finds a helmet that fits him straight away? That's weird. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so 00.1. We got Kylo Ren looking over a hangar. It's presumably, uh, I'm going to presume this scene takes place right before the First Order goes to Crate, which is the big planet that we've seen the most of where the ships land on it and like red stuff is shooting up behind them. That's the the new planet that we're going to get in this one. And that's where uh, they're fighting walkers that you see in the teaser trailer. Why am I presuming this? Because you can see walkers in the background of this, this shot. Um, if you go ahead a little bit... You'll see some more of these things. I'll talk about the voiceover in a second. Because they cut between the whole things here. Now, I said this when me and, me and Ash did our reacts. Do these mm. walkers not look more like Voltron Transformers? Hell yeah, they do. Like, they're way more heavily armored. They've got, got, like, like gorilla red feet. Eyes they got, shit. like, gorilla feet. Yeah, they, they're like not, like... arms. Yeah, they're, like, moving it a little bit better and stuff like that. They've got upgrades, son. Do you reckon, like, the, the, the drivers have morphers and say it's morphin' time? Because Power Rangers so. is way better than Voltron. Oh, I think I'm offending you. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've like never Netflix. seen Voltron, so. <laughs> I'm on, on the, on the Power right. Ranger side. Yeah, boy. It's all right. 
That's good. Um, also, the, the ship up in the back, just above the walkers here. Um, presume that's Kylo's ship. Like, that looks like it. Looks, it looks like the same one we see in Force Awakens and stuff. Um, go ahead. And beyond that. 0 0.11. <laughs> got Kylo walking in with some... So we've got Stormtroopers. Now, this could be two places. Break it down for you. Break it down. Not gonna presume not gonna presume this is at the exact same planet we just saw in the shop before, because this is a fucking trailer. And they don't like to fuck with me. They like to they like to pull tricks with me. This could either be a crate where we just was with the walkers, or we could assume this might be on Achto. I think I'm not actually sure if that's how you say the planet. That is the planet that Luke's on, which is like mm. Ach Achto or something like that. So this could be on that planet. Or it could be on crate. Unsure. Are we reckoning the red stuff is like something in the rock, or is it like? Um. Like so crate is a planet that has like all this red surface, basically. Um, sulfur, I think, is what it okay. is, and it's like covered in salt or something like that. So that's why in the trailer, when you see the ships land, the ships <laughs> land on it, and it sends the salt stuff flying up, and then you see the red underneath because that's actually what the planet looks like. You ask questions, <laughs> thinking I don't have answers. I love the <laughs> <laughs> you agreed to this podcast you're going to strap in <laughs> we're not here we're not here for i got answers <laughs> to most stuff I wish I had more answers to more stuff <laughs> thank god this, as I want. thank god this trailer is only two minutes I was going to say 11 seconds <laughs> in we've stopped three times I'm going to stop for every shot Every shot. Wow, you just missed, missed, missed like three shots then. Well, I just stopped at the lights. We're at 0-16. So you got Kylo Ren bending down on one knee, presumably talking to Snoke. Cause so he like can bend down now. He's, he's like royal guards in the background, and uh, we see this room at the end of the trailer. So if you wrap that all up, he's probably talking to Snoke. I'll Is say that he the looks same lightsaber from the... the I think no, that's a new it's one. It's a new lightsaber. He has a new lightsaber. Apparently it's more... Um, it's built properly. Like he got taught how to make a lightsaber that doesn't like burst out like it's going to go flying off sideways and needs manual fixing every second. So it's it's still a cross guard lightsaber, but like like it lights like, up properly. It lights up properly. It doesn't like light up like like a, a car. You got to start like zing. I think it's one big cross guard lightsaber, oh, not like okay. well, watch out for that, guys. Like because here's um they explained it. The reason that happened was because his crystal was broken actually. Oh, okay, that's like oh, that, lightsaber. That, That'll do it. That'll that'll do it. Man. Don't crack. Don't crack your light. Don't crack your your kyber crystals, guys. That's what leads. Change to, your crystals, um, people. You guard your crystals. Make sure they're that's. They make sure they're all fine. Um. Yeah. We got a whole bunch of shots of like Ray fighting here, which is this is this is basically all from the teaser. Well, most of this is what we'd seen anyway. I don't know how many times we've have to have to watch her hand this fucking lightsaber to Luke though. Although this feels like it's reshot. Yeah, it looks Every time I watch this, he looks like I want to go back at. It does look different, doesn't it? Like it, does. it doesn't look like the one from Force Awakens. No, it looks like, it looks like he didn't hold the lightsaber and he didn't actually grab the lightsaber at the end of. Force Awakens, did he? No, he holds out his hand, but I mean, just like Luke's face, like Mark Hamill's face, it looks his hair looks different, or like longer, or something like that. And like good. something about it looks something. Do you say good? I said looks like it. Yeah, or looks. Okay, I thought he was like yeah. good. I want his hair to be longer. 
It just looks older. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he looks, like, if you look at his face, he looks angry, confused, something like that, which makes a heap of sense as we get further into the trailer and comes quite obvious. He's not quite happy to see Ray. Um, this shot here is, right, so what's in the background, it looks like a tree or a tree stump or something like that to me, which forever and a day, I will call every tree I see on Luke's Island. I'm going to try and connect it back to a comic they put out, um, right before The Force Awakens come out called Shattered Empire, in which Luke straight after episode six finishes, like basically goes off and like breaks into one of Palpatine's like big lock guard places. And he steals this force sensitive tree. And this is one of the comics they put out right before force awakens. So a lot of people so it means were something. obviously, yeah. So everyone was like, why are they, why the fuck is this comic about him having a tree? And then you watch force awakens. You're like, you never find out anything about this tree. Hey, Luke takes off with one tree. The other tree he gave to Poe Dameron's mum, who planted it in, uh, their backyard. So before the Force Awakens came out, I was yelling that Poe's Force sensitive because like the tree is gonna make him have Force powers because he grew he they his mummy has him while he's he's under Force. He tree. just lived Idiot. next to like Force Chernobyl, like he had to get. That's it. terrible. What? That's what? terrible. I don't, I don't know. How you, <laughs> um. Oh yeah. Shout out to that book though. It's actually pretty good, and you can probably find it really cheap now. The Shattered Empire one, if anyone wants to read it. It's like, since there's fuck all Luke material between episode six and eight or si seven, however we want to put it, we get some in Battlefront 2 when that comes out in a couple of weeks. Um, this shot at, I pause it wrong a second, but we can go back to the second. Zero four one. This is the, this is uh, what I'm going to forever call is the, the shot where I wanted to name this podcast uh, Scholars of the Wills. I think these books are the, the, the books of wills, which in the Star Wars universe is... Whose will? The W-H-I-L-L-S. Not, not will. Why did somebody was. spell uh, will with a H in it? Like, is, did they hate their kid or something? No, they're like, <laughs> they're like journals. They're not actually proper <laughs> wills. Okay. Um, Maybe it's Darth Vader's will, will, right? No, not quite no. What? The so Emperor's basically will. what... The, what the the books could have in them is uh the books could so the uh, the books the guy the, the will books used to be stuff that wasn't canon and wasn't anything like that no one really talked about it it was like an idea George Lucas had originally when he was coming up with Star Wars which was that um, the whole of Star Wars has been told obviously as it is now a long time ago in a galaxy far far away but it said all that because we were being told a tale from like a book that happened ages ago. And the book that we were being told this tale from was like the book of the wills, which was so throughout the galaxy for thousands of years, these, these, these people were writing out the story of star Wars, like these mythical godlike creatures. were just like ever like watching the on the universe. Yeah. So like the watcher from like Marvel, I suppose, and stuff like that. It's like these people just like watching taking notes, and that's what the, the books are. So if the, the movie's called The Last Jedi and everyone likes theorizing about grey Jedi and stuff like this, and in the, the teaser you hear Luke say, like, the Jedi have to end or something like that, um, the, the easy go-to theory would be that in the books he discovers something that leads him to want to disband the Jedi and, like, discover that they're not good. Like, the Jedi aren't good, the Sith aren't good, like, we just need to, like, destroy it all and um these books i mean the books must be important because they've been used in the teaser shot and the proper trailer like it's this one shot of these books being shown in a light to that to most people would be like 
I don't know what the fuck they are. Like, why is that the thing? And until recently, no one even talked about them. Like, the first re- they've referenced the the wills twice in two in two of all the Star Wars books they've put out there now canon, and the most uh, prominent reference to the wills is um, Baz and in- Inuit uh, sh- uh, from Rogue One. Like, they were guardians of the wills. Yeah. That's what their job was. They were guardians of the wills, and mm-hmm. that was like the first big like in a movie like reference to the wills. So they've obviously been building up this 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 reference to these these books, um, in the books and Star Wars movies. So it makes sense if they were actually that. That's going to be my guess until proving. Um, well, until wouldn't they have been destroyed in Rogue One? <sighs> no, because they they don't actually have them. It's just like, it's, it's so they weren't in that don't... temple or whatever they were. No, no, no. It's just like it's kind of like a, so that that'd be part of like a religion more or less. That's like. Okay. To governing it kind of like, so it's like how, a bible yeah basically yeah it's basically like a bible i guess yeah i mean I, we don't really know that much about them so it's is this shot kind of, happening on the inside of the tree is that it looks like it's inside the yeah, tree yeah cool. to me that's what i'd guess too the way the, the structure and stuff like that man is. more ray training i love luke's face here uh 049 luke looks all pissed off ray's Eyes closed. I, I don't think he looks pissed off. I think he looks very surprised. No, I think it's, well, it's one of those surprised. moments where it's like, fuck you. He's like shocked. You fucking broke my favorite fucking rock. You <laughs> fuck. Man, all those times I was standing on that rock. I wanted to break the, the rock. So he must, he agrees to try, like test her strength or something like that. To, to a degree. Like, I don't think he's agreed to train her. I think like she gets him to stage of like, here, can you just like see or something like that? Um, and this happens, and then we've seen the, sh- the couple shots after this. He says, um, I've seen this raw strength only once before, it didn't scare me enough then, but it does now. And it has like the shot of him basically looking away, and then shot after that is of Ray, um, like looking really sad, um, at him. Like Luke's basically like, Nope, not doing this shit again. Nope, <laughs> fuck that. And pr- you're gonna, we're all gonna, the easy presumption, of course, would be that it was Kylo, like it was Ben. That was the one who had this raw strength before and he wasn't scared of it and he should be now because because little old Benny boy uh, fucked up his school, which we see here in a second. Once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Right, we got Kylo here. This is interesting because of all the... I also like in this trailer how much we see of him without his helmet because, like, of course, in the first movie, they built him up so much around the helmet and they had so much, like, merchandise of the fucking helmet and all I this thought, sort of stuff. Yeah. And now they're like, fuck the helmet. Yeah, I thought they were going to get rid of the helmet Was for some reason I thought that was the... No, no. Well, I, I mean, he feel- smashes well, maybe it. Maybe they do. He smashes it through the wall in yeah. a second. 108. He just smashes oh, it okay. into a fucking wall. He's like, no, nope, fuck that helmet. It's out of here. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. He's, he, he's, he's, he's having issues still. Um, I, my guess is just going to be, he's still struggling with the light side as he likes to put it. Like in the first movie, that was his whole thing. He was, he was struggling. That whole conversation he has with, um, Han Solo, where he's like, can I need you to help me and all this sort of thing. And like, as you're listening to it, you, you're supposed to be like, oh, he's struggling with the dark side. He needs his dad to help him bring over the light side. But it was like, no, I need you to help me get rid of the light side because I've still got a little bit of light side in me, and I just need you to help that get me out of me so I can go to the dark side. This still might be that was me being a bit of a Star Wars noob, but I still I like the theory that he's like a 
double agent of some kind. Double agent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go with that theory. Yeah, of course you wouldn't. I knew you wouldn't. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We get a bunch of shots here in a second of him flying um, around in his upgraded new tie. And the, the voiceover says... Let the past die, kill it if you have to. That's the only way you'll become what you're meant to be. And then we get a shot of uh, General Leia looking highly concerned as Ren is shown targeting a ship. We're led to believe it's presumably her ship, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, it is, it is a trailer, but the trailer's supposed to be evoking the motion that um, Ren might ship. have to kill Mummy Dearest in this one. I don't think they will have him kill her but uh, for well, several Haven't reasons. they already confirmed that yeah, I thought she it was, was meant to be in episode dies. 9? I didn't say she dies. She said this I is her last. I thought she said film. she was meant to be in episode nine. She was meant to be in episode nine. Episode nine was supposed so to be her biggest film, but they changed it. Like they did, they admitted they've gone back and changed. They did stuff to episode eight. She's never going to be in episode nine. They have to write her character off at some point in this. That doesn't so she mean could she has die. to die. She could die. Hundred percent, she could die. Or Will she could have- retire to the farm. <laughs> I mean, if, even if she does die, they don't have to have Ren kill her because it's like, it's very similar. It's like, okay, so you had him kill Han in the first one. Now you have him kill Leia in the second one. It's like, everyone's just going to hate this character so much to the point where it's like Joffrey on Game of Thrones or something. I think, I, I think that's a good thing. Though. Like, I like, like, when I saw it, I honestly said out loud, I'm kind of, thank God he, he's, they're going to like, they're going to like put an end to her story more because I was like, I don't want some crappy CGI version in episode nine, but even what? Yeah, they're not doing that. Yeah, no, and they're not doing that, and that, that's good, thank God. But mm. like, even like the escalation process of you know, I've killed my dad. That still wasn't enough for me to you know fully commit to this dark side. So he has to kill who you could tell even throughout it that his he was distant enough from his dad that it probably wasn't as an important thing for him to kill him. Whereas um, killing his mum would be more of a, a harder decision to make. I the past die. Because when he's like hold, when he's holding the when he's holding the trigger, it's not like he presses it automatically. It's like slowly, like yeah, swallows and swallows, yeah, and all sorts of stuff like Gulps. that. Why does he Gulps. have to do all those barrel rolls? It's how you dodge you bullets, dodge and, bullets and also they tell you over the VO, do a barrel roll. Oh god, it's a frog. <laughs> it's a little frog somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I do like. It's interesting that like that ship design is m- much closer to the ship design from the prequel series rather than the ship design. Like it's a weird like hybrid of the two. It's not quite yeah. the same as what they had in the early movie. It's his special tie. They're not all going to look like yeah. that. That's said like that's it. like his that's own cool. upgraded mm. one or whatever stuff like that. I, I'm glad that we actually get to see him do some. Yeah. Um, space like battles flying and stuff like that because we we didn't see him do any of that stuff in the in the first one um 129 you got the falcon flying through crystal caves of some sort could be on crate could be somewhere else i'm not sure it's interesting though because the the question automatically is who's flying the falcon in a second yeah. we do see a shot of Chewie in the in the falcon but it's like who is who is going to be his co-pilot? The, the pilot? Are they going to make co-pilot. Ray his co his co-pilot for the whole thing? I don't think so. So it's like who is who becomes the 
who becomes the co-pilot. Can I, of the can I say, how, how does Star Wars, is there a way Star Wars can get away from the trope of the Millennium Falcon flying through a really small, like, cave or cavern or something. Like, it seems to happen in every movie it's in. No, because it, it just looks It cool. looks awesome. It I'm just, not going to lie. It looks yeah. really cool. But it happens in every movie. It does happen in every movie. Yeah. Do you reckon you need a different license to fly a ship that size? Like, compared to a fighter jet? Like- a YT Corellian freighter? No, I don't. I think you need a uh, a freighter license, I guess. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Do you think the skills translate? <laughs> Now the best oh shot, the best, the best part of the movie, the best part of the trailer is at one thirty nine, where Chewie gives a roar, looks at a little porg like, "The fuck are you doing here, mate? <laughs> Look at that face! He's just like, what are you doing here?" And then the porg's face is like rearing up, and he does the best, best fucking impression of Chewie ever. <laughs> it's so good. He's, it's the best thing ever because he just wants to be Chewie. He wants. To be chewy, I love him so much. There's there's a there's a rumor online that this porg like basically sneaks aboard the Falcon, like when they leave Akcho, like with after they leave Luke's island, that this one little porg, like apparently Chewie hates them all. Like when they're on the island, like season's like fuck off, get out of here, and then they go onto the Falcon, and there's like one little one um, creeps aboard and sticks around because he just wants to mimic Chewie all the time, and then it's this whole thing of like Chewie's like fuck you, but then they become best friends, and I, it's gonna that's enough of a story to make me want to cry. Right now. <laughs> you better hope that room it's, is true. <laughs> I fucking hope it is. If not, I'll just that's fan fiction and it's glorious. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> whatever. I love it. Um, we are the spark. So we got some Poe here. That's his uh, upgraded. Poe also has an upgraded X-wing in this one. Are we gonna see? Because he's. He's the best pilot in the galaxy. Are we going to see Poe, Kylo Red dogfight? Nah, I hope Poe's no. away from everyone else and Poe's doing his own, like, okay. rebellion missions, separate kind of is thing. Is Poe's, like, custom, is that blue? Is his custom blue? Like, his custom, like, ship, is it blue? Because Kylo's custom I, ship was I, red, so... No, I, d- like, I don't believe it is. I, the aesthetic, man. Red makes you go faster, but red, blue looks cooler, so... Yeah. Um, Post VO is we are the spark that will burn the first order down. It's like pretty typical. Like we're good, the fucking good guys. Um, we don't. It's interesting. We don't see much play on this trailer, but I mean, he was a character that was supposed to die, and they brought back. So. Now this shit I love right here. One forty. Yeah. Or one forty-one. If you want to see, if you want to see the full action here. So you got a bunch of like chicken walkers and shit like that in the background. All sorts of things. You got, you got up in the top right hand corner. You got walkers. This is like a huge. Well, it looks one, like the factory to, from the start of the trailer. Yeah, it looks. It it's one of the huge first order ships, I'd presume. Like one of their big, their their big ones. So somehow um, Finn manages to, because uh, he's wearing he's wearing a first order uniform. So he like gets a uniform somehow, and his mission in this movie must be infiltrate the first order because like the only person who would the only couple people who would know he's turned bad would be like his friends from the first one which he fights like traitor he's gone captain phasma would recognize him but i mean the majority of the first order if he just sneaks in he knows all the codes he knows all the stuff like it's it's like pretty good idea to be like hey hey why don't you sneak back in yeah it's like just put your mask on you'll do good um but we get to see we'll get to see some some fin stuff do here I don't know how long they're going to keep him around in the whole, like, coma, whatever, my back hurts, thing like that. Hopefully not too long. And they also have to introduce 
you don't see her in this trailer, but Rose, the new character who is apparently going to be working with Finn throughout most of the movie, um, she's going to be teaming up with Finn. That's their their buddy go mission. Must be to infiltrate the First Order of some sort. Um, this is also great because we get to see Phasma doing something, which is exciting in itself because, of course... Doing something that she, isn't getting tied up and forced yeah, to. Yeah, she was one of the most... Similar to One Bob of Fat, it was just like a character who looked cool but did like sweet fuck all really in the first movie. I mean, she did nothing. She she marched around, she looked cool, and then she got tied up and chucked into a trash compactor. And it was like, okay, Gwendolyn Christie deserves better <laughs> than that. And and I'm I'm really glad that that that's straight Are we going to see, see Gwendolyn Christie's face? Or is she uh, going to be I'm in the mask? I'm highly muscle? doubtful. I'm highly doubtful. She does not take off the mask. So from so Without spoiling too much of the, the Captain Phasma book from that recently came, that came out like a month or so ago, she she grew up wearing masks. Like that was, um, she basically lived in like a tribal system um, with spears and stuff like that, which is why this makes sense that she's using a spear because that's she never knew what a gun was until she met the First Order. And she also grew up just wearing masks, like tribal, growing up that kind of way. So... The, the whole wearing a mask to hide yourself, to become a different person, to become Phasma instead of who she actually is. That's like how she was more or less brought up. Like you, you wear your armor, you are what your armor is. And she never took the mask off, her original mask off really. And they when she finally gets her, her first order, uh, her trooper helmet finally in the book, um, she ain't taken that shit off either. Like she's, that is her. Like, as far as she's concerned, that's me. That's my helmet is who I am. My, my armor is who I am. Very, like, soldier mentality thing like that. Um, the only way they'd have a scene that makes sense would be if, like, Finn wins this fight and he takes a helmet off just in spite to be like, fuck you, Phasma, or something. What does she, does she sleep in? I mean, there was no scenes in the book of her sleeping. So, I mean, I can't guarantee, but okay. it would surprise me if she did sleep in it. Poor source material. <laughs> they were like, and then Phasma lay there sleeping silently with her helmet on still. <laughs> I'm like, this book's trash. <laughs> cut this cut this chapter <laughs> out. Like, it's unnecessary. How does she eat? Uh, I'm looking forward to this, though. That is a good question. How does she eat? How does she eat? She can take it off. She takes... All right. <laughs> I'm not saying when or how. I'm not saying when or how. I'm trying not to spoil it in case someone wants to read it. She takes her helmet off at one scene in the book for a particular <gasps> reason. Spoil to kiss somebody. Does she kiss somebody? No, it's not to Aww. kiss somebody. Aww. Sorry. Aww. Um, also, Finn's using a right baton, which is what they're trained in the First Order to use, basically to fight lightsabers. Okay. That's how they're like trained. Um. We get a whole, whole more shots. BB-8 gets zapped. You get a shot of Luke here at... Go back on 146. Him on the ground. Could be Achto. Could be a different planet. Could be a flashback scene to... Um, like, talking it's to cool. Kylo before Kylo, like, killed all these younglings and stuff like that. Could be then. Not sure. But it's raining. So it must be dark and dreamy. It's a I mean, I'm pretty sure it matches the shot of, like, young Ray when she has, like, the, the flashback like that and she sees all of the knights of ran around her. it like matches that yeah scenery i think so that would make sense i guess it's interesting to um that for for this movie that it took like a minute and 45 ish seconds for a shot of bb8 yeah well there's, yeah, this trailer is really like... interesting 
um, for what they do show and what they don't show, especially um, because they know what merch sells and yeah. like what characters people love and stuff yeah. like that. But they did. It is a very heavily focused trailer on certain characters. Um, so yeah, Luke here says this is not going to go the way you. What's he say? Uh, I wrote it. Down. This is not going the way you. This is not going the way So he's possibly saying that's Ben or someone else. Don't know. Um, this is back on crate. Um, crystal foxes or glass foxes, whatever they are. Oh, you change your mind. They're yet. foxes now. Yeah, well, that's how that's how everyone's calling them. So I'm calling them foxes. Whatever people. They're cool. They're fucking <laughs> they look cool really though. Good. One of my favorite Looks things like it's about got this a beard. One of my favorite things about this movie so far is like all the creatures and alien designs and stuff like that. Like we've also seen alien designs from the, we don't see it in this trailer, but they go, they go to a casino at some stage in the movie that's called Canto Bite, not Blight, Canto Bite. Um, and that's where Benicio Del character's character is apparently going to be. <laughs> but they've shown like a heap of aliens and species and stuff there. And it's just, it's really exciting because we didn't, um, I, new alien species and creature designs and stuff is like really cool to me. I want to know all their names and all their family history. And pet them. And get pop vinyls of and them. And pet them. And get pop vinyls of them. I'm up to four fucking pop vinyls of Pogs. Pogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Now, we got this shot here. This is Leia. This is presumably, like, under the, the 149 bunker of Crate. And this is presumably her watching the, the walkers being dropped in. Shit like that. Maybe she knows. Maybe she sees Kylo's ship. She knows Kylo's coming for her. That kind of thing. Because... The shot you see after her is her like turning away, like really sad kind of thing like that. This trailer is just a whole heap of shots of Leia looking sad, uh, stressed, depressed. Like what? Like it's not a happy trailer for Leia at all. And considering this is her last movie, I'm like, oh god, <laughs> please, you're tearing at my heartstrings like terribly. Um, get you know, then after this we just get like a whole, whole bunch of training shots, first order shots, fights on crate. That's the very best stuff. That's like under the planet's surface, like under the salt, basically. Destiny. And then at 159, we get our first official look at one Lord... No, I don't know if he's a Lord. Snoke. Supreme Leader Snoke. Sorry. Sorry. Official title. Supreme Leader. The Supreme Leader wants to speak to you. Um, so he's, he's he's putting his hand out here in this this shot we see, which makes sense in a second when we see Kai, um, Ray, because she's like leaning back. So I'm... Just guess that he's force pushing her or something like that, which would, yeah. which would, would would be the first time that we have evidence that he actually has powers of some sort because they never actually confirmed ever in the first order in the movie or afterwards. No one ever said like, if there was ever like, does Snoke actually have powers? Is he actually force sensitive? Like everyone at Lucasfilm was like, eh, maybe. Like, is he actually a Dark Lord? Eh, he's just. Supreme Leader, like, he's just the Supreme Leader. Everyone get excited about that guy. But, yeah, with his hand out and the way she is in the next shot, I think it's pretty pretty, pretty good shot to say that he is actually quite powerful. Because that's... Okay. With the way she's leaning back, it's like, that's above, like, a force choke. That's, a, that's a, like, a body fucking entanglement. And she's, like, screaming out in pain <laughs> in a second, too. So. Okay, so do you think he is somebody that we know, or is he just an original character? His original character. Why does he have to be someone we know? Well, some. Do you think he's connection. someone we know? I don't think so, but uh, that's the internet theory, isn't it? They want everything yeah. to be connected. They want everything to be connected in a galaxy that's fucking bigger than we can even realize. It's it's um it's worth pointing out for people who are like, well, how come? Surely it'd have to be because the galaxy is only so big by so big, big. Um, the first order forms beyond in the unknown regions of space, so. 
Um, when the so basically the remnants of the the empire, they fuck off into a region of space that is unmarked, like unterritory, like it's it's not mapped out. Like no one knows really what's out there. It's hard to traverse the hyperspace to get yourself around there. You're probably going to crash burn and crack up and die. So if they head out that direction, and they don't go out there with Supreme Leader Snoke, they Snoke comes into it after they go out there, and that means that Snoke would make sense to be a character that's been living out in the unknown regions of space for however long, which would make sense why we've never seen him or something like that, because he's in uncharted Star Wars territory, like places that we don't know about, that aren't on maps, that the Jedi didn't know about. Um, Jedi are fucking dumb anyway. Don't know what's going on. <laughs> they fucking didn't, they didn't see Palpatine, Palpatine standing right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this shot here at two minutes. I mean, it looks like his Ray's same like, kind of coloured um, garb that you could see yeah. Snoke wearing. So, so makes sense if that's and she's like proper screaming and like that's not a position you'd probably put yourself in on purpose. No. If I'm going to be honest, I probably yeah, I probably wouldn't like myself. Bent backwards. Yeah, that's that's it's probably not comfy. Um, and then uh, so Snoke's saying fulfill your destiny. Um, just before saying all this so it could be saying fulfill your destiny to her uh snow uh kylo ren could be in the room and snoke could be saying fulfill your destiny as in like fulfill your destiny and kill her or he could be saying for her to fulfill her destiny like there's many ways you could you could take the fulfill your destiny line i guess luke could be there fulfill your destiny kill everyone i i don't know like there's no no anything to go over and then you can tie it back to the opening monologue from Snoke at the start of the trailer that I didn't go over yet because I think once you make get towards the end of it it makes a bit more sense because especially if Snoke's saying the opening monologue in this same scene because where he says when I found you I saw raw untamed power and beyond that something truly special now fulfill your destiny like it kind of yeah links if you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so and he could be saying that once again to uh, umpteen characters it doesn't just have to be Ray or something Ray. Yeah, and then the last shot we get at two something. What's in black? To show me my what place in all this. Two oh eight. Ray looking at someone, as she says, "I need someone to show you my place in all of this." Um, you have an automatic reaction to assume she's probably talking to Luke, but then the trailer fucks with us all as you go ahead a couple of seconds. And that's the shot of Kylo. Um, now the backgrounds don't really match straight away, although they could match. They're like it's dark. Not, they're they're dark. Yeah, they they could work. You can't really doesn't see mean I hair. Yeah, it doesn't. Doing... Yeah, it doesn't make me believe that they are actually like it could be the same shot. It might not be, but I would say that uh, Kylo's Kylo holds. Yeah, it's a, it could be a fake out. Kylo like holds out his hand in a second. Um, you don't see Ray grab it or anything, but he does hold his hand to someone, so it does work. However, just it's just I just I feel so much like it is just baiting, and they did this so well with Rogue One as well with like the what will you become and then like her in the Empire uniform and they like tried to play up that Jyn Erso would be like turning bad or or something like this like <laughs> they try and play on the like will the characters turn bad and all this sort of stuff. Um, the only other thing I can point out is like Kylo's missing the bandage in this shot, which would make me think that this scene is from probably the, like the last third near the end of the movie if the other stuff where he has the bandages 
the first half of the movie or something like that, I suppose. That would make sense if this is towards the end. Um, and I don't know if that's like explosions in the background or like they're on fucking Mustafa or something like that. Who fucking knows? Um, and then the last notes I had about the trailer is interesting. A couple of interesting tidbits. This, this trailer does heavily focus on Ray, Luke, Snoke and Ren. You barely get anything from Poe, Finn. You get to see nothing of the new character Rose. Um, even though at some stage we know that they'll be heading to Canto Bright, a casino, where that's where the character DJ will be, which is played by Benicio Del Toro, who has a fucking pop vinyl, and they've yet to show him once. Um, Ooh, yeah, and you don't see point. anything from General Hux at all either. Like, he has not shown up in That was what I was about to mention, is where's, where's like Hux, because that's interesting that he's not. Yeah, so... Um, but everyone who was, like, so, like, oh, my God, should I watch the trailer? Like, will it spoil everything? This trailer spoils fuck Just all. Like, this trailer gives away questions. nothing. The biggest thing for me that... Yeah. And yeah. I think for me as well, even with, like, the Rogue One trailers, there was a lot of shots in that Rogue One trailer that wasn't in the actual movie. That didn't make it. So it'll yep. be interesting to see what what stuff has been put in here on purpose to fake out. Yeah. Um, any tidbits... Um, thoughts on the the trailer that I didn't no, bring up really. or anything like that. Cut. I think you did a very good job. No, I think you. Ned. Dylan, it makes thanks. It makes me think Ashley. you um, you watched this trailer at least twice. I watched it. Although you did say you were going to go back and talk about the thing at the start of the trailer, and you never got back to it. Oh, what what part did the, I miss? The voiceover at the start. Oh no, you I did. did. You voiceover. Voiceover. Like, said all connected. To- okay. Get with the times, yeah, Ash. It's connected. It's all connected. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, that's 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 about it. I I everyone enjoyed the last Jedi trailer. This has been the the first official episode. We talked some Phantom Menace. We talked some Last Jedi, and we're back next week. We'll be talking more prequels. We'll be watching Attack of the Clones and a select epi- select few episodes of the Clone Wars animated series that I'm going to make the boys here watch. So I want to talk about some things to do with Obi-Wan and some super duper Star Wars fan theories. If you want to find out what exact episodes we're going to be watching, you can head to explosionnetwork.com slash explosion. At the bottom of the page is what we'll be watching each episode leading in. Um, and of course, if any big Star Wars news, trailers, or anything crazy like that happens, we'll be talking about them week by week as well. Stuff like that. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at explosionpod. And if you've got some big nerdy Star Wars friends or non-nerdy friends who just want to hear some nerdy shit, <laughs> um, suggest Alderaan Explosion. We'll be going. We will be doing what? How many episodes is it? Nine, eight, too many. We're counting down to the Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, we sure are. Where can the people follow you, Ash? You can follow me on Twitter at Ashley Hobley. A S H L E Y H O B L E Y. What planet's that? That is. I don't know. I can't. It's hard. It, you can't pronounce it in English or with the human mouth. Kieran, where can people follow Find you? me at your boy Ringo or grabbing a drink down at Mos Eisley Cantina. Yeah, there you go. I'm glad. Good job. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, we'll take it. Got to get, get, get some Star Wars. I'll be prepared next week. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at VivaLadil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. And you can find me at Canto Bite. Not Blight, but I basically own that fucking casino. Listen, Kieran here. If you haven't heard, the Explosion Network will be streaming for 24 hours and participating in Extra Life on November 4th, raising money for the Sick Kids Centre for Global Child Health. 
head on over to explosionnetwork.com slash extra life for all the details on how you can help us, including donating, giving us some ideas for challenges, or games you'd like to see us play. October 27th to 29th, apparently Pack Melbourne's happening, and I'm going to be there with Dylan, Ash, and Jono. So feel free to come say hey if you see us on the show floor. Then, there's a disturbance in the force. On October 27th, we'll be launching a Star Wars podcast in the lead-up to Episode 8, The Last Jedi. Of course, our weekly shows will always continue. Pleasure Explosion Mondays, Platinum Explosions on Tuesdays, and Grandstand Gurus Thursdays. All at 12pm. Catch our live streams where I like to dwell during the evenings at twitch.tv slash explosion network and keep your targets locked on explosionnetwork.com for all like explosive content. Shout out to Bevan. I'm probably cutting that, but I'm just doing it anyway. Actually, now that I've said I'm probably cutting it, let's be real, I put that at the end of the show. I'm going to put it in. (laughs) 